fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. All right, gents, are you ready to set sail? I, I am. I am. Oh, my gosh. What a fantastic movie. Ahoy, Captain Ron. Ah, this is great. This is like a, this is so fired up to talk about this movie. All right. All right, boss. I think I'm just going to let you go and you can, you can handle the rest of the podcast. So <laughs> I'm just going to oh go to the, I'm, have you ever heard of uh, St. Croix? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna yes. go to this other little island off to the left of it. It's called That's Ted's. Next to it, Ted's, Ted's Island. Ted's Island. Ted's. I kind of want to go to Ted's Island. Yeah, I am like, sorry, Captain Ron. There's a lot of people I, giving I speeches believe, over there. I'm sorry, Captain Ron, but I believe she was waving to me. <laughs> yeah. What was it? What was the girl's name again? Michelle? Well, I forgot what it was. Hey, hey, were you waving to me or him? No, yeah, she was waving. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I like that. We're already we're already getting into the quotes, but like one of my favorites, one of my favorite parts was he, the dad walks in. He's like, "What's this? Monopoly? No, this. Oh, two forty fives and a Mac ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, if you can't tell already, our episode this time around is Captain Ron. <sighs> um, I, I think we're we're gonna we're doing it anyway, so we might as well just go ahead and jump right in and and uh, get to talking about the movie. Let me do our real quick the the trivia pursuits section here, where I run through all the information we've got on the movie, and then we'll dive into the rest of it. So very very quickly, we spoil the movies. We've already started to spoil this one, so just be warned. We we speak freely and conversationally here. So make sure you visit our website, 30podcast.com, where you can leave a rating, a voicemail. You could become a co-executive producer via Patreon. Pat, if people became co-executive producers via Patreon this month, what would they be able to hear as part of our Patreon slate? John, they would be able to hear us discussing the greatest motorcycle stunts and chases that you can be found in the movies. Yeah, so basically, you're going to hear Pat do this. Especially as it pertains to motorcycles. It's going to be a discussion about the greatest vehicle ever created. Mm-hmm. Pat's going to be doing a lot of audi, 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 shawing. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, is another uh, movie we're doing this month, but, you know. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Okay, because that's 30 years old? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bit sobering for those of us. Yeah. I, yeah. I know I've shared in the past the first CD that I ever bought for myself with my own money was the Wayne's World soundtrack. Oh, and yeah. 
And about halfway through the movie, my lovely wife turns, looks at me, and says, God, this soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, it is. I said, yeah. yeah. And you know what? And what was best was when she did it. And we'll talk about it when the when we talk about the movie. But it was one of those tracks that was just underneath the scene. It wasn't even part of the scene. Some yeah. of the songs in that movie are very prevalent. Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. one is like a total just scene setter underneath the dialogue. It's mm-hmm. almost not even there. And she huh. picks up on it right away. She's like, God, I love this soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, she's not wrong. Awesome. We're going to spend quite a bit of time talking music when we get to that one so oh yeah it's it's gonna be so good yeah. uh so very very quickly i, I can I kind of recap up to this point what we've had for the month of august for our patreon folks if you're over there on patreon and any level of support there's other tiers where you get other benefits we could be friends with benefits i guess is what i'm saying is that not what i'm saying that's not what i'm saying uh, i don't think so that's not how that phrase works is it it well, shouldn't I, be anyway. Okay. Well, it, and we're, I would hope that we'd be more than just any donation would get us benefits. I mean, we're, like, we're not that kind of Patreon patrons. We we have to have some value right, added. Right. Yeah. So yes, any level of support on Patreon will get you access to the best motorcycle movies, to some Patreon shorts. Uh, this month we're doing Creep Show from 1982 and The Secret of Nim. <laughs> From 1982. And then we have a ton of stuff from the last couple of years on Patreon. So there's a lot of bonus content over there if you choose to join us that way. So far in the month of August, we've done Sneakers. We've done Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Livett, which I think was the title of the movie. Or mm-hmm. should have been or if it wasn't. Something along those lines. This time around, we're doing Captain Ron. Next week, I've got an episode that I'm putting out. I just did an interview with the author, Andy Fry. He is a freelancer that has worked for Forbes and ESP, but he has just written his first fiction novel called 90 Days in the 90s. So I had a chance to get a copy of his book and read it and talk to him. So that'll be awesome. That's coming out next week. And let's see what else have we got. Wayne's World will be next week. I believe the week after that or very soon after that, will be the special episode that I recorded about a week ago now, a few days ago. I did a Star Wars Trivial Pursuit showdown with the Shirley oh. Can't Be Serious podcast and the Docking Bay 77 podcast. How did that go? It went very well. I'm not going to spoil anything, oh. but it went well. I am going to say the the question I wished I could have gotten, because it's the only question I got wrong when I played with Bo and his brother many, many, many years ago, is that I did not end up getting the question. Oh, but I was like, I know the answer. <laughs> I, I know that one <laughs> because I've burned it into my memory since I've got it wrong the first time. So, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then finally, we're going to finish off August with white men can't jump, which is the <laughs> story of my athletic career. So. <laughs> yeah, Honey, I'm <laughs> home. Yeah. How much did you make today? Yep. So this was so we need to just jump right on in here because we're gonna yeah. start the quotathon yeah. if we don't. But the title of this one obviously is Captain Ron. It came out on the 18th of September 1992, rated PG-13, a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. Directed by Tom Eberhard, who did Night of the Comet and Soul Survivor. Writers were John Dwyer and Tom Eberhart. Dwyer did Captain Ron. Eberhart did Night of the Comet and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Producers were David Permit and Paige Simpson. Permit did Face Off. Face off. And Dragnet, Simpson did Leaving Las Vegas and After the Rain. Music was done by Nicholas Pike, who did Tales from the Crypt and Sleepwalkers. Cinematography was done by Darren Okada, who did Mean Girls and Black Sheep. Editor was Tina Hirsch, who did Dante's Peak and Gremlins. 
Budget was $24 million. Box office was $22.5 million. Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd scores to give us an average, gave it an average of 49%. So a little lower. And then Cinema Score gives it a B. Oh, what? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Starring Kurt Russell as Captain Ron. He was in The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China. Martin Short was Martin Harvey. He was in Three Amigos and Inner Space. Mary Kay Place was Catherine Harvey. She was in Being John Malkovich and Girl Interrupted. Benjamin Salisbury was Benjamin Harvey. He was in The Nanny and Simone. Meadow Sisto, Meadow Sisto, I got that right, played Carolyn Harvey. She was in Can't Hardly Wait and Sliders. Sunshine Lagroño played General Armando. He was in Replicas and Contact. J.A. Preston played the magistrate. He was in A Few Good Men and Body Heat. Dan Butler played Bill Zachary. He was in Frasier and The Silence of the Lambs. Tom McGowan played Bill. He was in Ghost World and Heavyweights. And Paul Anka played Donaldson. He was in The Longest Day and 3,000 Miles to Graceland. All right. Bo, you graced us once again with some little trivia facts here. I appreciated the first one that you shared was that much of Captain Ron's wardrobe came from Kurt Russell's personal closet. Yeah, I was amused by that as well. (laughs) Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. And it kind of goes along with that, like his his mannerisms and what he's wearing and everything else, pretty much all done by Kurt Russell. But what I also loved about that was another another point that you put in here was that originally Martin Short was going to be cast as Captain Ron and Kurt Russell was going to play the dad, but apparently they got drunk one night and decided it was better to switch roles. And it, you think about it a minute, and yes – Either one of those choices could make sense if the other wasn't there. Right. I can't see mm-hmm. Martin Short playing the Captain Ron to a straight man, Kurt Russell. Like, no. I, I just don't buy it. I suppose no. he could have played like the pretty boy yachting father, maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't think the pairing works. Right. Either one of them could have played the role with someone else in the room. Right. But with the two of them, I, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I kind of thought about it for half a second and I was like, that would be kind of like I was trying to, to, to take a character like Captain Ron and equate it to something else. I'd be like, if that would be that would be like if you switched Alec Baldwin and Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice and like flip flop their yeah. characters. Because there were there were moments where Captain Ron reminded me of Beetlejuice. Like maybe his voice sure. and some of the mannerisms and the that kind of stuff, but Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you've been to Saturn. I've been to Saturn. Ah, sandworms. You hate them, right? <laughs> yeah. The other interesting thing was, and I could totally see this part because there, and I don't know that I necessarily want to say this is like a knock on Martin Short in this movie, but I feel like once I saw the list of other people that were in mind to play the character of Martin, I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally see that person in this role, and I don't know that it would change anything. Like, it would still be kind of the way it is, especially, Bo, you had in here that Chevy Chase was, when they wrote it, they kind of had Chevy Chase in mind. Which I totally get, and I totally agree with what you're saying. And part of it is that role. That role is the straight man. It can be filled in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get, I get how that role is more interchangeable than maybe the others. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. And then last thing you had on here, you had a little note about a musical group that shows up in the movie. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, geez. You've got it in front of you. I think I'm going to have to let you. Oh, is it? There was the, you had down the musical trio Grupo WAO. Yes. Listed in the movie's credits can be seen in the festival reunion of Carolyn and her parents. They're dancing in line right behind Carolyn and Martin. If you look at time code, about one minute, 10 seconds or so. I'm sorry, one hour and 10 minutes and eight seconds. Time is difficult. It was, hold on. It was my understanding that there would be no math. Exactly. Thank you, Chevy. Um, Chevy made it into the movie. And then Carolyn yells, you guys, to signal the band behind them to stop so she can talk to her parents. And uh, yeah, so you had their... You had that they show up in the movie at that point, and they are the band that's playing. All right. Do uh, we have any other any other trivia points that you found that you thought were kind of interesting? Or Those were the big ones. There was, with any movie, there's more trivia than you can shake a stick at, yeah. but I thought that was, that was the important stuff. I did see when you listed out the people who had been considered for the character as, of Martin, I thought the Richard Dreyfus one was kind of interesting because there are moments in this movie where I do get big what about Bob vibes. Yes. So that could be kind of interesting if they had switched that out and had Richard Dreyfus play that part. Yes. Yeah, and because I'm trying to think at least the ones that you mentioned, they all seem to have been in a movie where they're kind of the the serious kind of a little bit too tight-laced you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Straight laced dad. And you know, everyone else is trying to get him to loosen up. I, and I'm, the names I'm thinking like Steve Martin, Chevy chase, Richard Dreyfus, like they've all there's, there's stuff. I think all those movies that I'm thinking of them in have come out before this. So you like, you have precedent of seeing them in that role. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, cause even that, I mean, father of the bride, Steve Martin Short was played a little bit more of the eccentric character, right? right? Mm-hmm. To Steve Martin's straight, straight laced kind of, kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just working over in my head that whole thing that you're saying with if Martin Short and Kurt Russell had s- switched, that that would be. I'd love to see a screen test or something, a read through, or, or I, I would just love to see it just to get a taste of what that would be. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, now you've got me thinking, Father of the Bride. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm, I'm going to go. I will go and talk to Honk. <laughs> yeah. Honk. Yeah. Well, that's with with that's with any of those movies. I mean, like they always put their certain guy. It's the typecast thing, right? It's the typecast thing, and you always well, this guy just looks like a bad guy. He's always going to be the bad guy, whatever. But it would just be. Interesting to uh, just to think through the movies and say, okay, the two main folk, they're going to switch roles. Let's see what you do as this guy. You'll see what you do as this guy. Let's see what you do as this guy. Even switching the good guy, bad guy type thing. I, I just, I, I would just find that fascinating. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give us the synopsis. I've decided I might just start doing all the synopses. I think that's the plural. In, in this way, because I, I was listening back to some old, I was cleaning out some audio files on the computer, and I came across like the old intro for the podcast, where yeah. every, every time we'd start it with, in a world, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and, and actually, John and I, when we took our trip to Indianapolis a couple weekends ago, I think we drove through, was it La Fontaine, Indiana? And so then I had to explain to him why I was in a state 
where there's nothing but corn. Why I was doing that voice for mm. La Fontaine, and yeah, because you just couldn't help couldn't help yourself. I'm I guess I couldn't. So now I think I want to do all the synopses in the same way. So I'll, I'll do well, it this sure. time, and, and we'll see if it gets really annoying. In a world where mild-mannered Martin Harvey plans to take his family on a Caribbean holiday to fetch a vintage yacht after learning he's inherited it from his uncle, Martin and his family get more than they bargained for when the rogue Captain Ron agrees to take the boat to Miami after they realize the ship is in bad shape. Ron's anything-goes behavior quickly gets the Harveys into a lot of trouble. And you can't hear any of the trailer audio. I was just going to say, after all those tests, that test we did, everything was great. And now nothing. No this trailer is where for the you. trailer would go. <laughs> no trailer for you. I like that. That's my favorite now. There you go. <laughs> no trailer for you. <laughs> you would think that I would be able to fit the trailer audio here, but it's not working. I will now commit ritual seppuku with my disruptor. <laughs> I have dishonored my family. If only I could remember what family I was from. Isn't this great? Open ocean, uncharted islands. Who knows what's waiting for us out there? The mighty Caribbean, home of romance, adventure, and living legends like Captain Ron. Let's hear the Harvey Bug. A man of courage and dedication. To whom the sea is more than a job, more than a calling, it's home. Are you kidding? Now, he's about to cast his very special spell on the Harveys. Sucks. I have worked very, very hard to plan a spontaneous adventure and Captain Goofy, hey boss! Captain Cyclops. Captain's contagious over there, is screwing it up. You know, there's gorillas in these woods. No gorillas, not here, no way. He said gorilla, not gorilla. Huge difference. Whoa, Dad's losing it. Captain Ron, Captain Ron. May I have the camera, please? Captain Ron doesn't mean a Ooh. thing to me. I am not jealous. Captain Ron is teaching them the laws of the sea. Hey, get your hands off that. You want a beer, you get your own beer. Taking them to places they never dreamed of. Barton, we're in Cuba? Back to the raft! Back to the raft! And he's turning these four sailors into one big happy family. I've never seen such sailors, not in all my born days, I ain't. Every one of you is natural. The pirates of the Caribbean! What pirates? Kurt Russell. Pirates of the Caribbean. Martin Short. Been to Disney World one too many times, have we, Captain Ron? Captain Ron. All right, we're back. Here's the news. All the news is new and approved by the U.S. Army, the sweetest smelling army in the world. Now, these are our major moments in the movie, and uh, I will kind of breeze through these a little quickly, but you guys feel free to jump in and, and add any thoughts you've got there, and then we will then go a little bit deeper into our thoughts on the movie after that. So major moments. Uh, we start off the movie with Martin at work, and I was surprised. Well, first of all, this is the first time I'd ever seen this movie. So I had, really? Oh, yeah, so I had wow. not watched it before. My lovely wife seemed to remember it, that she had watched it before, but for some reason I knew I, she was the funnier one of you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's it's a very not well-kept secret. But So, yeah, so I hadn't seen it before, but it was fun to see Chicago 
first thing right off the bat in those scenes where he's walking to his office. And it uh, was. so we immediately, what was great about this is we don't really waste any time here. Like we immediately get to boom, here's, he's got a boat and he's going to leave his job for several weeks. And, but that opening scene, especially when everybody's in the elevator together and it, it was a little, I'm sure that it was just much, much funnier when it came out before something about being post COVID and having, having somebody sneeze into your coffee was a little cringier than it might've been in 1992. But well, I just love everyone's reaction. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. man, it's funny stuff. And the guy with the bicycle tries to cram into the elevator and yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And, and they're all talking uh, about, Oh, we almost died because something fell out the window and it, yeah. That was, yeah, that was, I didn't get quite this. I guess I didn't get the cringe, but I got the like, yeah, this looks just, well, no, I guess it's the same reaction. I saw that when the guy sneezed, it was like, well, this has I have different feelings about this now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Plague. Mm-hmm. Plague carrier. Bring out your dad. That's a different movie. I'm not dead <laughs> yet. Feeling much better. I think I'm going to go for a walk. I feel happy. <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> oh, I got to go to the Robinsons. They've had, yeah. So Uncle William's boat, he inherits Uncle William's boat. And we find out that this is the former boat of Clark Gable and that it is currently, and I loved this conversation because there's a little like personal story for us, for our family that goes along with this. I love the fact that it's located on the island of St. Pom de Terre. Mm-hmm. And that they have the conversation where the wife is like, that means St. Potato. He's like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it means St. Potato. Yeah, St. Potato. Because we, when we would drive to see my family in southwest Missouri, there is a Lake Pomme de Terre that we would <laughs> pass by. When we, and and having, took, having taken many, many years of French, which it doesn't take many years, but after taking many years of French, we would drive by that. And every time I'd look at that sign and I'd go, that means Lake Potato. That's a weird name for a lake. I think the people of Missouri were just like, what could we say that sounds super fancy? I don't know. Let's look in the French dictionary. Ah, pomme de terre. I like the sound of that. Let's make this lake pomme de terre. That's always how I felt about Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Yeah. It sounds very fancy. Yeah. But I believe it's very close to Lake of Cheese. Yeah. That's probably not too, but that's that's probably not too far off. Yeah, but at least Fragile. that's at least that's fitting. That's Italian. Fair, fair. I mean, Lake of Cheese that works well for Wisconsin. It does. I don't it really does know that, that. I don't think Missouri is known for its potatoes. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly not Idaho. So well, right, right. Bo, don't say that about yourself. So the the I loved that conversation where the wife is like, "That's Saint Potato." He's like, "No, it's not." Because I feel like we've had that conversation in the car several times going to Missouri. Or just at least my commenting. I'm like, <laughs> Lake Potato. <laughs> next next to the Sour Cream Crick. <laughs> well, you got to have a crick. You do. You have to have a crick, especially in Missouri. Because if you don't have a crick, what kind of town are you? No. I don't know. You got, that's where you get your spring water from. Mm-hmm. And that's where you do your bathing. So then we hire, we, we get down there, we hire, well, we leave in the first place because they weren't going to go, but then all of a sudden the daughter shows up and she's engaged to to somebody with half a brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy, to that a, guy, 
to that a rock funny. star. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, mom, dad. Thanks. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. That guy had one line, but man, that was just delivered perfectly. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yo, mom. <laughs> that was good stuff. Yeah. So we've got they hire Captain Ron because they're they're gonna go down and they're gonna they're gonna bring the boat from the Caribbean on up to Florida and then they're gonna sell the boat. Uh, at this point, they don't realize what bad shape the boat is in, um, but I think the the folks that would be buying the boat do know this, so they just they send down any old person to help bring the boat back up because obviously the Harvey family knows nothing about boating, and so so the scene I wanted, Ron. yeah. Every time I watched this movie, yeah. the scene I have always wanted is the scene where they actually hire Captain Ron. Yeah. Like where that company mm-hmm. says, yes, we're going to hire Captain Ron. Because do they have a previous relationship with him? or Exactly. Like, yeah. how does this work? Right. I have questions. <laughs> yes. Captain, I feel like Captain Ron as a character raises more questions than he answers. Oh, indeed. Like the captain Ron origin story is, is a compelling question for sure. If they want to throw some Disney money at making a prequel and de-aging Kurt Russell, I think you could do a captain Ron prequel and it could be pretty funny. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I would, I would take that. So, so mm-hmm. we get introduced to captain Ron. Hey, are you the captain? Yeah, Ron Rico. Call me Captain Ron, boss. Everybody does. And just uh, his voice right off the bat. Like, there's moments where his voice comes across as a little Beetlejuicy. Right. And But it's just like, <laughs> that gravelly, raspy pirate voice. Hey, yeah, Captain Ron, man. Captain he's Ron? Like, he's like half surfer, half Beetlejuice kind of a character. Yeah. yeah. Ron Rico, call me Captain Ron. Everybody does. That's right, boss. Yeah, so they hire Captain Ron, probably somewhat reluctantly, and uh, they make they make their first stop. And I, I think we kind of like right off the bat we get the idea that he's not the best navigator in the world. But, why, John? Whatever gave you that idea? Why, why? What? Why, Ike? Whatever do you mean? Another Kurt Russell movie. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, he, not the best navigator in the world. In fact, is I think it's like later on in the movie. When he's like, well, I know that land has got to be nearby because when we left the last place, we had just enough fuel to get to San Juan, and we're out of fuel. So we've got to be close. That's I do not think it means what you think it means. Indeed. So we have, and then we have a bunch of, and this is where you kind of get the feeling that, yes, you could have interchanged Martin Short for Chevy Chase for John Ritter for very physical comedians and and things like that because you have all these different mishaps that happen on the boat like the the shower mishap in particular which is just a a series of unfortunate events that that Lemony Snicket himself could not have foreseen and the fact that you're going to die drowning in your own shower on a boat yeah just everything that can go wrong does go wrong but setting up a funny series of events boss you can't take long showers on a boat <laughs> uses all the water Hey, Bossy, you got a mop handle block at the door here. Yes, yes, I'm I'm aware of that. Thank you. <laughs> Let me just yeah. go back for you. Oh, God. 
so funny. Yeah. Then we make a stop on one of the islands, and uh, I'm calling this major moment the Gorillas and Pirates of the Caribbean, where they make a stop on the one island, and they obviously it's it's not the right island because they were expecting to see some. Actually, Martin was expecting to see some sights here, some maybe tourist tourist spots, and they're at the wrong island. Basically, there's a busted out airplane that is a hamburger shop. Yeah, or, or something along those lines. And so Martin gets angry and he's going to go, he's going to go off looking for something. And, and he, Captain Ron tries to warn him and says, Hey, you make sure you stick to the trails because there are gorillas on this Island. And, and of course he's like, there are no gorillas on this Island. Gorillas are in equatorial Africa. There are no gorillas indigenous to this Island. And then he goes marching off. And then of course he runs into the gorillas which would be spelled gorillas, not gorillas. See. So, we have what we've got here is failure, failure to communicate. To communicate. Some men you just can't reach, which is what we had here last week. So yeah, so we have that, and then we have the uh, you know we have the the incident with the pirates, and he's like, yeah, there's there's pirates of the Caribbean. He's like, really? Yeah. When was the last time you went to Disney World, there, buddy? There's no pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, there are. But this also starts a a very funny part of the movie. I mean, the whole movie is is funny, but this starts a funny part of the movie where suddenly they're not just their family being transported on this boat anymore. You've also got a collection of South American freedom fighters. Which always goes with a family vacation. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So you have the gorillas that are now being transported on the boat. And I think later on, spoiler alert for the end of the movie, when the U.S. Coast Guard does show up, don't they tell him something like, well, you're not being prosecuted for, what was it? It wasn't like espionage. It was, I forget what it was, but like. Inciting a rebellion or something, yeah, something like that. something like that. It was like, yeah. these. This but nice you are little, being expelled from the island. You're being expelled from the right. island. Right. It's this nice little family right. from Chicago. And they're, well, we're not going to charge you for inciting a rebellion, but. Yeah. You know what I love through this this whole thing is, you know, Captain Ron's trying to warn him and he just gets flips out and doesn't listen and all. Yeah. I, I love that Captain Ron really isn't like malicious or insidious no. or like we draw drew references to some of the eccentric characters in other movies. And we said a little bit of, you mentioned like, what about Bob and all this, you know, it, it never gets mean spirited. It's just kind of like, well, okay, boss, you want to get the guns. Okay. Just give them back. They'll give you your money back. And it's, yeah. it's like, like, or, or okay. If there's gorillas, you're going to like, okay. That's fine, you know, and it's it's hey, you, Captain you do, Ron. You is, do you, boss, or whatever you want to do. You, yeah, yeah. I and and that's what I love, and why this movie is so enjoyable is it never, it never gets mean, you know. Yeah. Well, you got to have it, you, you got to give them incentives. What, what was that line from the? You handle taking out the trash, Swap. Oh man, that stinks. Ben, hey Swap. <coughs> Come here. Listen up. Now, the way our shipboard is, you do your job. You do it good, you get a better job. Maybe you get promoted from swab to mate. All right, get on. Yeah, sort of incentive kind of a deal, huh? Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, incentives are important. Learn that in rehab. So, yeah, so we, we, we have a few moments here and there where He's trying to give him some words of wisdom. 
and you can kind of tell not only is he captaining the boat, but he's trying to help in his own way. He's trying to help Martin interact a little bit better with his family and maybe lighten up a bit. And, you know, the because we've, we've got the, the family is fairly dysfunctional when we start off, and they, they really can't do much of anything. And as the movie goes along, they are getting much better at learning the terminology of the boat, at getting better at hoisting the sails and, and everything else until you get towards the end of the movie where now they are highly proficient sailors, thanks to Captain mm-hmm. Ron. Uh, one of the other scenes, Bo, I think you pulled a sound clip for this one too. One of the other funny scenes is when Captain Ron gets a hold of Martin's camcorder and is, <laughs> he's, he's getting some he's getting some shots of a few members of the family. And in the end, Martin does not really appreciate what he's filming. So he does try to take the camera away from him. And it's got kind of this funny moment where he's explaining, look, this is expensive. This is not a toy. You can't do that. And then all of a sudden, Captain Ron, they like drop it. And, and he's like, I think you broke this, boss. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I think you might have broke this, boss. Hey, Swab, give me another brisket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. Uh, funny, funny stuff. So after the uh, gorillas and pirates of the Caribbean, we have, uh, do you know the way to San Juan? And apparently not because we get lost and we end up in Cuba. And then we have the whole scene where we have to escape from Cuba. And there's, there's a car chase. There's, I mean, this, the movie basically has everything. Mm-hmm. It has it all. It's got fencing, fighting, true love, all kinds of stuff. And ultimately, so they, they make their Cuban escape and then we reach the, the very end of the movie and we are ultimately back in the States. And at the last moment, the family decides that they will not be selling the boat after all, but continuing their adventures together. Captain Ron ends up disappearing. And we do see before the movie does finally roll credits that he is now dressed much nicer than he was before, a very yuppie looking, and uh, he's about to take another unsuspecting couple off on another trip on on a little bit of a smaller speedboat there. Yeah, they got a little, got, they con, got little con man vibe going uh-huh. on there. Yeah, no man, all yeah. all those all those boats do that. That happens all the time. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like sure you forgot to cast off there, buddy. <laughs> If anything is going to happen, it's going to happen out there. It's going to happen out there. What I love is when, and like I said, the heart, he realizes, and they have that scene where it's like, hey, it's not dad's fault. He's trying. It's just dad. And they kind of, and again, it's, it's just, it was just real subtle. Like, hey, yeah, dad's just, dad's kind of a screw then. And, and the look in Ron's face, oh man, like, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he feels for him and he tries to help him out and does the injury and the whole thing. And, and then he's just like. So Ron, or, and then he finds out he's faking it. That's the best part. He's faking it. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a quick healer boss. And yes. I well, believe I, in Jesus. And that, helps. Jesus yeah. <laughs> that helps. That helps. <laughs> and and it's just, I mean, the, and again, like I, it, it's just, it's just, there's heart and it's fun. I mean, and that it, it, yeah, I just can't get enough of it. So if you want to fall down the, I, I made a, a list here of everything that I found so far. And uh, so on the notes Google Doc that I usually keep for all of our different episodes, mm-hmm. on the very last page, I made a list because I kind of fell down the rabbit hole of the Reddit that was talking about Captain Ron. And oh, yeah. somebody had started a list of the inspirational things Captain Ron has taught us. 
Oh, God. And and basically the list is, well, I, I can run down a bit of the list here. I won't do the whole thing. but Okay. The list is, and not necessarily in any particular order, but uh, number one, could have happened to anyone. Number two, always stay clear of the ladder. Number three, you do your job, you do it well, you get a better job. Number four, incentives are important. Number five, I learned that in rehab. Number six, believing in Jesus helps you heal quicker. Number seven, he'll get out of the way. I learned that driving the Saratoga. Number eight, there are gorillas out there, boss. (laughs) Yes. Number nine, don't touch his beer. You want a beer, you get your own beer. I feel like that's an important one to understand. I agree. Yeah. You don't want to be down there if she starts to break up. Probably uh, true. Probably mm-hmm. true. Dollywood is preferable to Disney World. This one a little bit more for the adults. Playing mm-hmm. hide the salami will use up all the water. In case you're wondering about getting a tattoo, Mambo's tattoos are primo work. Primo. That's that's important to keep in mind. Glass eyes probably need to be custom made. There mm-hmm. is a system to winning Monopoly. Grand Theft Auto is a big deal in Cuba. Puerto Rican women are not Cretans. She's not Cretan. She's Puerto Rican. All boats have drive. You can get a lost anchor back by taping bricks to a kid's shoes. That was a great scene. <laughs> that was awesome. Now, now when you get down there, Swab, never mind. I'll, I'll just go. Morning comes about sunup each day when you're on a boat. <laughs> yep. Diesel engines need their oil like sailors need their rum. That's, that's true. Why is that, Captain Ron? Ah, nobody knows. Besides, here's the last one. Besides, if we get lost, we'll just pull over and ask for directions. That is outstanding All right there. All important life lessons. I feel like we've learned a lot here. We haven't even gone into our deep thoughts yet, and I feel like we've learned a lot here tonight. It's, it's you know, just the wisdom, part of the, the wisdom of Captain Ron is uh, hard to refute. Wisdom of Captain Ron. All right. Do we have any other major moments before we go a little deeper on this one? No, I think that was pretty much it. Anything else I missed? Okay. All right. Let's go, I don't know, let's go 10 fathoms down. And now, deep thoughts. Whoa. Whoa, man. We've we've gone deep thoughts, which means we're drowning, which means blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. No blah, blah, blah. I like the fact that suddenly he's also learned a lot of Spanish when he's talking to the the Generalissimo. Yeah, that is odd timing. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 blah, 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 blah. Which I don't think that's Spanish, but I took French. I don't know. All I know is pomme de terre. That's all I remember. All right, so deep thoughts. I've already shared that this was the first time I've ever watched this movie. Let me start us off with, is this the first, uh, this is not the first time you've seen this movie. Do you recall the first time you saw this movie? And do you like it? Which I feel like is a dumb question because you pretty much always said, already said you do. Not the first time. Okay. When did you see it for the first time? Gosh. We probably rented it when it came out. Like, Martin Short, it looks funny. I can't see anything that we would have not anything that would have stopped us, you know, that's my feeling on that. Yeah. I, I don't think I saw it right when it came out. I remember all the trailers and thinking, man, that looks like a lot of fun, you know, and we all loved boats and grew up around the water and my family and, and that, but I never, 
we never, I never remember seeing it. It was later. It might've been high school or might've even been college by the time I finally like, unless I'm blocking some out, finally sat down and watched it and was just like, Oh my gosh, this is an amazing, this movie is just amazing. So yeah, I saw it later. So what is it when, so you guys, since you had seen this before and when you saw this was on the list, what is it about this movie? Like what, what are one or two things that when you saw the name Captain Ron, especially if it had been a while since you'd seen it, what was the first thing that popped in your mind? Like what's memorable about this? Him, the car, (laughs) it's a silly thing. When the car rolls off the dock into the water, Mm Mm-hmm. And then later he looks over and goes, hmm, hmm, hmm. And he sees the car in the water. Yeah. And he just moves on. <laughs> like that whole Captain Ron-ness of it all is summed up in that moment. And that you, you said it earlier that we get right to it at the beginning of the movie. They do such a good job of introducing you to these characters quickly mm-hmm. and get in a granted they're kind of one-dimensional characters, but still like they tell you what you need to know right away, like Captain Ron in that first scene. Yeah. You're going to learn more about him, but you know what he's about right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that it, it's, it, it doesn't have much to do with the boat or anything, but I think that's, that's the scene that I'm like, Oh yeah, Captain Rod. Yeah. I, I just like what Kurt Russell does with the role. Like he is so good. I mean, he's just so good at whatever, at whatever he does. And I mean, I, I don't know that it's like I never realized that before or what, but I mean, you think we've seen him in backdraft. We're going to see him in tombstone and do you see him in this? He can do the comedic stuff. He can do the action stuff. He can do the serious stuff. I mean, yeah. Like, like captain Ron is just a fun character. I mean, in many ways, it's like that, the kind of the references we made earlier, but combine that with like the dude from the big Lebowski. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just, he's just kind of a guy that gets through life and, Hey, he, he just kind of goes with the flow and that's just, that's just so fun to see. Martin Short is, is a genius. I mean, he is amazing and watching him in this movie is great. And I, I think that the movie's funny. It's got some action sequences, it, but it all works. Nothing is really overly cheesy. Nothing is really over the top foul language. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's really just a fun, good hearted movie and uh, yeah, that's that's when I saw it was Captain Ron. It was like, yeah, Captain Ron, that movie's great. And I mean, I know that it's definitely the movies and there's a reality there too, but my gosh, does it make sailing around the Caribbean look like a lot of fun? Is there anything about this one that does not work for you? Is there anything you would change about this movie? Well, I I could uh, jump in, but John, do you have what you've just seen it? What are your thoughts on this? And did you enjoy it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I enjoyed it. In fact, I was a little. Usually, I try not to look at the like the IMDb stuff or the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the flick metrics or things like that before I watch one of the movies. I, sometimes I will, but I try not, to, especially if it's one I've never seen before. I'll try to watch the movie right. first before I look at the ratings and and reviews and all that other stuff. This one, I saw the ratings and reviews prior to watching it, and I was like, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's got really low ratings. In fact, I want to say one of the only reasons I put this one on the list was I think 
I don't because I didn't vote for it because I never heard of it before last year when we were putting together the, the mm-hmm. slate of ninety two movies. But I think it was maybe the two of you and your reactions when I was running through the list, and both of you I think went Captain Ron, <laughs> yes, and I was like, huh. <laughs> All right. Well, it doesn't seem to get very good scores, and it didn't even make its money back at the box office. And all right, but if Pat and Bo are excited about it, I'll I'll give it a try. It was a fun movie. Like it was. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of expecting. I was like, well, it's got such a low score on some of these like Rotten Tomatoes and other places. I'm like, is it going to be like slapstick comedy that you're going to get tired of after a few minutes, or does it? Does some of the jokes fall flat? Do I don't know. I, we'll find out, I guess. And in watching the movie, I was like, no, no, it, it's actually it's a funny movie. And it's, I think one of the things, yeah, see there for a second, I was almost going to say like, well, but the other than Martin Short, the rest of the family, I, I couldn't really tell you what else they've been in, in terms of the actors. So the entire movie then has to be carried by Kurt Russell and Martin Short. But I'm like, but that's fine. Like they totally do. And even mm-hmm. the supporting actors, even though I might not recognize them from too many other things, I they were all, to, to their credit, they played their characters great. I mean, the, the little boy was great. Because at first I was kind of like, this little boy has given me, what was it? He was almost kind of giving me like Ralphie from Christmas Story vibes. Uh-huh. Especially in that scene right. where he's like, he's like, we got a boat? He's like, what did I tell you about eavesdropping on other people's conversations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm going we got a boat kind of like, but like his whole reaction. And it was, it was a little bit, a little bit of the home alone kid, a little bit of Ralphie, a little, it was a little bit of that. So I was like, is this little kid going to drive me nuts partway through the movie? Is it going to be a rehash of other characters I've already seen? You know, is the daughter going to be the same way? Like she got engaged to this guy with half a brain. And is it going to be that she's going to be like, just like any other 16-year-old daughter character in movies like this. The the mom, is she going to be like all the other TV mo- or uh, movie moms that you see in roles like this? But it wasn't. Like, they weren't boring at all. They weren't, I didn't feel like they were rehashes of other characters. Like, they felt like their own characters in their own movie. So the things that I was afraid of did not come true. So I, I had I had a lot of fun watching it. And it just... Watching Kurt Russell, and I know I've said it before, watching him in this movie is like I've seen Michael Keaton in plenty of other things, but there's just something special about how crazy he is in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. I've seen Kurt Russell in other things, Big Trouble in Little China, but I feel like this is, you know, this is Big Trouble in Little China kicked up several notches in terms of like how kind of crazy and like offbeat he is. Right. So no, I I had a lot of fun watching it, and I I wished I wished I didn't look at those reviews ahead of time. It didn't change my viewing of it, but it, there were moments where I was just like, "Why did this get such low scores?" Right. Like I I know that there's not there's not a whole lot that's maybe different about it. There's not a whole lot that's real super fancy about it, but it's totally for what it is. A to me, it seems like a late '80s. I don't not to, like a late '80s, early '90s, like it is, but like a more of like a Chevy Chase kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of like you know, Funny Farm or oh, what's, I'm, why am I blanking out on the where they were fixing up the house? 
Oh, Money, Money Pit. Pit. Money Pit. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I blanked out on the title of it. I can picture the stairs are out. I can picture the whole thing. I just the the title completely ran out of my brain. You know, stuff like that. Like it's very much very similar comedy. Mr. Mom. Maybe think a little bit of Mr. Mom in certain scenes. Two twenty, two twenty one, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You can do this whole thing. Two twenty. Yeah. 220, 221, whatever it takes. So, yes, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, and I don't know what's wrong with the critics. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I can't make any sense of, of that unless it's just this is not the movie they were looking for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what I did like about it, too, is like, and I, I enjoy Martin Short. I think Martin Short is awesome in, in all the roles I've ever seen him in. He can have a tendency sometimes to come across as like the the wimpy, neurotic little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, he did not, and I liked it about that. Like he he's played, yeah. he played the dad that just he sometimes he just couldn't get things right, but it was never kind of the you know neurotic mess that he sometimes right. plays in his other roles. I think particularly like Inner Space. I know that was supposed to be his character because he had a lot of anxieties and a lot of other issues to overcome but i also think of like ned in the three amigos and and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i'm like sometimes his character could get a little a little obnoxious with certain things but i thought he played this really really well to the point of he still got the comedy across but it wasn't obnoxious right no i i'm right there with you i thought he was great in it definitely So, so to answer my own question i don't know if there's anything i would change about this one, you know, I, I think all the all the stops that they make a while, along the way that are not planned stops and all the mishaps and, and everything else. I think it just all to me, it all fits together well for an hour and a half ish, you know, comedy about a family on a boat who has no idea how to drive a boat and they hire this crazy captain to help them. It's exactly what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Captain totally Ron, agreed. boss. It doesn't need to be anything other than Captain Ron. Captain Ron. So, yeah. I, in terms of, like, deeper thoughts, I don't think I have any other deeper thoughts about the movie. Enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm going to ask this question. Do you have a favorite scene in the movie? And along with that, if you want to <laughs> offer up a favorite quote or anything else. Ooh. A favorite scene. <laughs> the gorillas. Oh, something. The, gorillas. the gorillas. Yeah. Like that whole shtick about he leaves, he comes back, and then he does the and he's trying to cover for it, and he's like, he said gorilla, not gorilla. Like that whole bit there yeah. is is pretty good. Because it, it includes the the random hot dog stand, like the the whole mm-hmm. the whole shtick is great. Patrick agreed. Agreed. The scene I got for you is they're all sitting there in the storm. And like they're all holding on and they're all kind of leaning the same way. I mean, it's really just and 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 like Kurt Russell's kind of got the lead in the scene, right? But everyone's together on it and they lean one way and then they lean the other way and think all we need is a compass. Columbus made it to the whatever the new world and all he had was a compass. Then all of a sudden wind blows and the compass just flies out and the whole 
cast on the boat leans at the same time. Like it was such just such a great group physical comedy moment when it happened. It, it, I, it just lays me out all the time. And the thing was, is it, it's the movie isn't full of scenes like that so that you get tired of it. It's, it's just all of a sudden they're all said they're great scene. Great scene. The, the compass blows off. They all lean the same time. Right. When he's saying, as long as we've got our compass, it gets me every time it's well done. It's a lot of physical comedy of all everyone leaning the same direction at the same time. And, and it looks funny, right? It just looks funny the way they, the way they're moving around there. So that was my favorite scene. Yeah. John. I, I don't know that I can narrow it down. I almost just want to take like everything Captain Ron says. And just, <laughs> and, and just condense it into like one YouTube video. Like one big super cut of Captain Ron. Right. right. That wouldn't be bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just I, I'm thinking about like all the different lines that we've already listed. Some of them, it's like, well, well, the, the leg feels a lot better now, boss. I've always been a fast healer, you know, because I believe in Jesus, so that helps. <laughs> it's, it's you, so so I got that going for me, which is nice, which is nice. But just like some of the different, just some of the different stuff he says. What happened to your eye, oh, sweetie? That's rude. It? No, that's all right. Shark attack, swab. <laughs> Shark ate your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the whole sleeping thing, too. You know what I'm saying? The whole sleeping thing when he's sitting yeah. there, he's like, I think he's dead. Yeah, I think, I think he's he says, and all of a sudden he's looking around, he can't see, and then he wait, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. And he moves the eye patch. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> it's darker that way. Yeah. Okay, it's darker that Yeah. Yeah, I like the, it's, well, that one I think we mentioned earlier is like, Captain Ron, I was wondering, are we going to go to any more human-type places? Well, you heard of St. Croix? Yeah. Oh, we're going to the island just to the left of it. What's it called? Ted's. Ted's. <laughs> I mean, it's just, <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, it happened when I went down off the coast of Australia. Your boat sank? No, 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 no. Not my boat. My boss's boat. Yeah, we hit this reef. Huge, huge thing. Ran the whole coast. Wait, the Great Barrier okay. Reef? Oh, you've heard of it, smart lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. His eye, his eye pops out. Never did fit anyway. I guess you got to get those things custom made. <laughs> yeah, there was the, there was the one. I think Bo, you had pulled another. Again, uh, I think I say, the Captain Ron origin story. Right. <laughs> like, good God. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring. Let's do a prequel here. I think, I think it, it's time. It's time for a Captain Ron prequel. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Bo. You had pulled another uh, another quote for us. It was the one where he's oh the voodoo hoodoo trying to get everybody prepared, and he's like, "You got to learn the basics, and you got to be prepared." That's right. I'm not talking Boy Scout prepared. I mean big time prepared. Well, prepared for any kind of normal accident. And he's like, "This is the Caribbean, guys. El Caribe, the Spanish Main." El Caribe, Spanish Main. It's the land of voodoo and hoodoo and all kind of. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, other than other than telling people that they need to go watch it if they haven't, do you have anything else you want to say about Captain Ron? It's just a feel-good movie. I mean, so I'm basically doing what you said other than to do, but I'm oh, doing it. Right. It's just a feel-good movie. It, it's 
good hearted. It's funny. It's yeah. I, I love it. If it was, if it was 1992 and there was a poster for this movie up, what would, what would be the thing that draws you to go see it? Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell on a boat looking like that with with an eye patch. (laughs) Right. Like the whole deal, like everything about it. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think it's time for three questions. If you were going to do, if you were going to do a prequel, if you were. Yeah. I think if you're going to do a prequel, I think you use some of that Disney money and just have Kurt Russell do it and de-age him to look younger. (laughs) Well, I was going to say that. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden everything started to. uh, They have the technology. They can do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think I got a little zoom lag. I'm sorry if I kind of like cut right across. We're talking about the prequel story. And, And this might sound crazy, but there's only one other person that I can think of that really can pull off the humor almost in the same way. And I know this sounds crazy, but I got to be honest. I think Chris Hemsworth would be hilarious as a young Captain Ron. Oh, even though, even though he's kind of like the age that Captain Ron was with Kurt Russell, but like just seeing some of his comedy shops and kind of how, how Thor he can be serious, but then he can Mm -hmm. be really humorous. And you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, I, I definitely, I was very impressed watching Kurt Russell and yeah. what he brought to the role. Yeah. So anyways, sorry. You may commence, sir. I, I, before I asked the three questions, because I, I had one question in particular that if, if Bo was like, yeah, I don't know if I can come up with three questions. I had one in the back of my mind. So I'm going to ask it now. So it's like an unofficial three questions. He asks each traveler yeah. one extra question. Blue. No, green. <laughs> no, green. So this is this is my little insert here, unofficial three questions. Who is your favorite TV or movie captain? Oh, wow. It's mean-spirited I know. of you. I know. My favorite, Malcolm Reynolds. Okay. I don't even know if his name was Malcolm. Now that I think about it, yeah, from Firefly. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's what yeah. I thought. Oh yeah, I knew it was Mal. I just wasn't sure if it was short for Malcolm or something else. Yeah, they said a lot of weird words in that show. Mm-hmm. Could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Patrick? Do you have a favorite? I'm. A, I'm going to say Jack Aubrey from the master and commander. There you go. Quint from jaws has to be right up there too. Well, that's, and that's what kind of what I was thinking. I was like, God, there's so many, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I mean, one of the obvious answers is like captain Kirk. Or something like that. But right. the other one I was trying to figure out was because I was trying to figure out from Battlestar Galactica, because Adama's an admiral, so he's not a captain. Mm-hmm. Starbuck. Starbuck was never a captain, was she? God, maybe right at the end. That's a tough one. Yeah. I was trying to think of some other good captains. I mean, you can always go Captain America. Right. 
Oh, so we're going. Mm-hmm. Okay, I captain is I a mean, captain is a captain, you know. Captain, yeah. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to say Captain Cisco's got to be in there for me. Sure, yeah. Captain Pike, just from the hair alone. Right, that is yeah. epic, Captain Hair. That is. That is. We have since learned that there is a whole section of the fandom that refers to that as Pike's Peak. Yep. Yeah. Did you hear the recent interview? I listened to a recent interview on Greatest Generation. Yeah, with okay. Anson Mount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, my own question is is kind of like stumping me here. Uh-huh. I noticed that. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go just just for how much fun I've had recently watching it. I'm I'm going to go Captain Pike from Strange New Worlds. There it is. Nice. There it is. He's like, I'm looking at like all of the Starfleet captains up to this point, and I'm like, which one would I actually want to serve with? And I don't know. For the breakfast alone, I think I got to go Pike. Right? Yeah. That whole thing was too good. Yeah. I mean, he seems like everybody's really fun uncle. So I think I go with that one. All right. I think it's now time for the official three questions. Mm hmm. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite movie with a boat or nautical theme? Mm. And these are Bo's questions, so if you get angry, you get angry at Bo. I, mm. This is very hard. And it's it's my own question, so I, I admit that I, I have done this to myself. We but... chose we chose this for right. right. So I'm gonna go ahead and say <sighs> Down Periscope. Oh it is a movie fun. that I have to I picked it out of all of them. There's plenty of honorable mentions, but it was a movie. It's a movie that I can watch anytime. It puts a smile on my mm-hmm. face every time because I wanted the man with a tattoo, tattoo. down below, uh, and yeah. <laughs> just so happens you have him, sir. Like, come on, mm-hmm. how do you beat that? That's that's what I got. There you go. Well done. Well done. I struggled a bit with this one. It's it is not easy. The without a doubt, struggle I, is real, and I feel like the struggle is real. I feel like I had a more definitive answer in my head yesterday, and now I've forgotten what it was because I didn't write oh, it down. Oh dear! <laughs> so I I listed out some. I listed out Jaws, you know, which I, is I, a classic for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I listed out. I listed out Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first one, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm trying. That's such and, a fun movie. And that might be the one that I'm going with. I did also list off The Count of Monte Cristo because I mean, obviously, it's, mm-hmm. it's got its own. Mm-hmm. 
It's got its own scenes there. Oh, no, no. I rem- Now I do. Oh, man. It was good that I kind of talked through that. No, my answer is Jason and the Argonauts. Oh. Yeah. There it is. I'm, I'm going with that one. I blanked out for a second on what my answer was. I was like, I had a really good answer. It was my definitive answer. There's no way I could ever forget this. And then I forgot it. Yeah. I'm going to go 1963, Jason and the Argonauts. <sighs> Such a good Fantastic. Movie. Great movie. Fantastic. Patrick. Oh, I, I tried to buy you some time by I, forgetting you, my d- answer. Yeah, and I like I said before we started recording, it's like I, I came up with top ten lists of the top ten lists. And it was and it's hard like love boats and being out on the water and, and all that kind of thing. And then my dad and grand and grandfather were both in the Navy. So guess what kind of movies I grew up watching? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it's like and so I'm just going to rail off like a list and I'm going to try and go fast because it's the three questions, not the deep thoughts. But I mean, it starts with Captain Blood. I mean, you talk about like Mm -hmm. old school Errol Flynn swashbuckling adventure, Mm -hmm. Captain Blood. Right. And then all of a sudden you get into the the 50s and you get all sort of great, you know, war movies and you get you get run silent, run deep. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wow. Okay. It's Clark Gable and Burt Lancaster. And I mean, they, they get all the submarines and stuff that they get to go on. Great story there. You get the enemy below. You guys seen the enemy below. I like watch that movie. I mean, for filming, the Navy gave them like a destroyer to sail around the Atlantic in. And I mean, they're firing off real depth charges. I mean, it is a fantastic movie. And Robert Mitchum just plays a incredible well i don't know have you guys seen enemy below long time ago i have not yeah it's i think the whole the whole thing is up on youtube i want to say for free and it's worth it and i forget the guy that plays the the captain across from him but it's him and roger mitchell it's just phenomenal and then i'm like okay well i'll make the enemy below but then what about run silent run deep oh and then, like Bo, like you said, or and jo- like Jaws. Jaws is on my top ten list. Okay, well, it's got to be Jaws. And then you start scanning for it a little bit more, and it's just like, oh, well, wait a minute. What about the Hunt for Red October? I mean, I watched that movie at least twenty-eight times and read the book at least twenty-eight hundred times as a kid. So why isn't it the Hunt for Red October? But then, wait a minute. That's got to be it, except for the Master and Commander. Oh, for crying out loud. The Master and Commander. I mean, that that's like a documentary with dramatic actors, and it's amazing. And as I'm talking through this, maybe this is that's my choice. I'm not sure. But, like, that's fantastic. And then you're like, okay, that's, well, that's, it's got to be Master one, and Commander. That's the one I thought you were going to go with. I think I still might go with it because it's great. And then all of a sudden, then I, but, but. But you mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean, another yeah. adventure. And then I'm like, okay, but I'm going back to Master and Commander. Then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, what about Dunkirk? That, what about Dunkirk? That was an incredible movie. Oh, it's got, and so then, I, so the one I'm going to finally settle on is I'm actually going to go with Disney's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And I remember watching it as a kid, reading the book. My dad saw it as a kid. I saw it as a kid. Dominic and Daniela saw it as kids. It holds up. It's fun. That submarine is so cool. And I, I just, I, I can, I can watch it three times in a row and then rinse and repeat the next night. It's just so much fun. So 
I don't know if I can pick an absolute favorite, but just for sheer, hey, it's it's been holding on this long and it's just still fun to watch. I, I'm I think I'm gonna go with twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Nice. That's a good choice. That's another one that, that I was, was I was like, that's gotta be on Pat's short list. Yeah, that one. But then you see Master and Commander, and it's like, oh man. So, like I said, th- th- this question was exhausting. Nobody picked overboard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thought with Kurt Russell, you might pick overboard. Yeah, so many choices, so little time. Speaking of mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, question number two is, what is your favorite Kurt Russell role? <sighs> I knew what John was going to pick when I asked the question. Mm-hmm. John knew what John was going to pick before you asked the question. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> My answer is Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Now, with Big Trouble in Little China is very, very much up there as well. But <sighs> Bo, what do you got? I had a hard time with this one, but I was looking at the same ones John was. Big Trouble in Little China and and Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Their Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. It's a pretty classic role of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing. It's just so, it's a hard one, but I think Tombstone is just so, and then Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I almost also went with yeah. The Thing. I was like debating that one too. Yeah, he's very good in backdraft as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, that's it, it, it's easier to pick the fun movies, you know, right? But because uh, yeah, I think I think I'd go with Big Trouble in Little China as well. But you know, just to get another movie on our leaderboard, I'd say I'd say backdraft. Yeah. Nobody's going Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I was just going to say he's really good as Ego. I mean, he he puts his, you know, just so much charisma on screen. Yes, Drax, I do have one. It's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Which almost brought about the same kind of vibe when that question came out and the way he answered that is when the kid said, your shark ate your eye. Oh, don't have to answer it. No, it's okay, Swab. <laughs> oh, yeah, I fine. did. Or no, that maybe it was, was that the scene that he did it? But it, again, he's kind of no. pulling on that same, hey, man, all good. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. You know, so good. Well, it's so funny to think that Captain Ron is the movie that he does immediately before to- the Tombstone. Right. Right. And he has, there's a, there's a great, set of as you go through the rest of the 90s there's just a great set of movies it's got you you started i guess that would have been 89 with tango and cash and then starting in 91 you had backdraft then you had captain ron then you had tombstone then you had stargate then you had oh stargate yeah stargate yeah then you had executive decision escape from la breakdown three thousand miles to graceland well at that point you're in the 2000s but yeah He strikes me, I know this is such a cliche that I don't even know what it means, and I don't think I should ever use it, but 
I'm going to in this case. He's someone that just looks like he's having fun in whatever role he inhabits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 just bringing these characters to life. And and I don't know if he's like I I can't I'm not I don't know if it's like full on method acting that he does or what the thing is. I think it's just it just seems like he's just having fun. Mm-hmm. And somehow he can bring a little bit about who he is into whatever whatever role he plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's just we watched a couple it, couple it years just, ago. I, I don't know the character. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's just all of the characters just seem very. They've got a little bit of, hey man, all good. You know, like even like the the the, the tombstone or the snake mm-hmm. fliskin. There's there's a humanity in there that just it's kind of that laid back. It just seems fun. I remember a couple of years ago we watched, I think it might've been on Netflix. We watched a movie and I think they've done a sequel since then was the uh, Santa Chronicles. Yeah. I've heard good things. I've never seen it. And we, and we were watching it. I think we watched it over at my sister's apartment and I was like, huh, Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. All right. Well, the kids want to watch it. So I guess we will. And it actually ended up being a lot of fun. And it was another one of those kind of fun. It was another one of those where it's like, you you might be thinking in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, so Kurt Russell apparently needed to buy a motorcycle or a car or something. So he did this movie and for Netflix and no, actually it was a really fun movie. And you could kind of tell again that he was, you could tell he was having a lot of fun making this movie. Well, that's good to know because Tammy and I looked at it and then it was, I think it was a, it was a couple of years ago when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And we were first one. Haven't there been two now? I think so. And and yeah, and we were like, okay, is this going to be good? You know, and we weren't sure. And then Daniela was just young enough that it was kind of like, all right, is are we that kind of thing? So I, it, it's just gotten great reviews, and it's it's yeah. uh, good to hear. So maybe I mean, a few months when the weather outside is frightful, we'll we'll throw that one. That we'll throw those on. Yeah, it's not it's not the Santa Chronicles. It's the Christmas Chronicles. Ah, okay. But yeah, no I, difference. I, I remember it being. I remember. Well, right, yeah. I remember it being a lot of fun. It was the the first one cool. that came out in 2018, and then the second okay. one. We haven't seen the second one, but the Christmas Chronicles two came out in 2020. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll check it out. Well, man, I, I'm singing the guy's praises. The least I can do is support the movies he does. Yeah. Sweet. And I think Goldie Hawn even shows up as Mrs. Claus. She does. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Question number three. Do you have any tattoos? Or if not, have you thought about getting one? I got nothing. I never really considered getting one. I've been thinking about this cloaked bird of prey right here. But Nice. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Uh, I saw that on Facebook or Instagram somewhere. I was like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. I got to use that someday. Yeah. I my, my first answer, so the answer I gave to my family, just so I could get the awkward look from them, was I would like to get something like an ice cream cone. Mm. So as mm. I get older and I get wrinkly, it makes sense that it would start melting. <laughs> Disturbing, to, but funny nonetheless. Well, which which is which is my style. And so, and I got the, the requisite look I was hoping for from my daughter good. and a little bit of cringiness from the rest of the family. So I, again, I, good. 
I, I appreciated that I got the response I was looking for. Of course, my, my daughter then weirded me out. She was like, yeah, like maybe like a little something on the inside of my wrist. And I'm like, I, I have a thing about some things like touching my wrists. So as soon as she said that, I was like, Ugh, no, thank you. So either that or the Millennium Falcon as a lower back tattoo. Oh, there it is. So, yeah. But realistically, no, not a chance. I I don't like needles. I, I'm i kind of averse to pain, and so mm-hmm. I, I don't think the tattoos will ever be for me. It seems That's fair. Like, uh, yeah. It seems like, at least when, like, right around when I was in high school, going into college, it was like, dude, if you got a tattoo, that was like, whoa, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it seems like everyone's getting tattoos. Like, right. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm, I honestly, I feel like by, by being in the group that says, hey, obviously present company accepted. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm the guy that's supposed to say, yeah, I don't have a tattoo. It's, it, that's more of the outsider thing. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like it used to be, ooh, so-and-so has a tattoo. Ooh, like getting a tattoo, like that was, that was, really, are you going to get one? Wow. You know? And now it's just like, I think, yeah, everyone's got one. It does seem like more people do than don't. Mm-hmm. We were, mm-hmm. we were in, uh, were we in Wisconsin? Where were we? We were somewhere just within the last few weeks or so. And I think we were maybe in Target. And mm-hmm. I, I turned to my wife at one point and I said, well, we clearly cannot live here because the last four or five women that have walked by wearing shorts have full length leg tattoos. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she was like, no, they don't. I was, I was like, okay. And then for like the next five minutes, she's like, wow, yes, every single one of them that has walked by, they do. So <laughs> I don't know if it was the town we were in or if it's a Wisconsin yeah. thing. I don't know. And, and I'm not saying that to say that that's, well, that's terrible. You should never do that. I'm just saying it was kind of interesting. It was like, all right, so that person does. And the next person to walk by does. And the next, it was almost like there was a full length leg tattoo convention in town. Wow. And mm-hmm. everyone, and everyone from mm-hmm. it happened to be in that target at one time. Which is even right. weirder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. My thing is too, it's like, I, I mean, like what part of my body are we going to put it on that? Like you're going to be able to see it. Right. It's, right. it'd be like giving Chewbacca a tattoo. Right. Like, come on now. It's, it's really, yeah. So. I could always, you could always do the, I, I told the kids, I said, well, you could always go like the Bart Simpson route and get a heart that says moth on it. <laughs> wasn't that his thing? He tried to get the tattoo and then Marge pulled him away before they could finish the word mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, uh, no, no tattoos for me. I didn't think this would, this would be a group for it, but you never know. No. <laughs> But if yeah. I was if I was going to get one, well, and that's what I told the kids too. I said if I was going to get one, you could you could do the whole thing of like getting the Chinese characters that uh, sure. you know you could convince your friends that it says like Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water, but it actually says something like Chicken Sandwich, right? Yeah. I don't know. I could get a tattoo that says Chicken Sandwich. I'm fine with that. Get a, get the Chicken Sandwich tattoo, in, man. In some other languages, characters could be like tattooed down yeah. down the side of my body is taco tuesday or something like that <laughs> wow that's really cool yeah it's it's super meaningful to me 
what's it say? Oh, it's it's something about bravery and and honor and and whatever. Although in these day and age, this day and age, Google Translate, they just gotta snap right, a picture a, of that stuff. Dude, All it, of a sudden, it, yeah. dude, it says Taco Tuesday. I'm like, well, I, that too. dude, you got played. <laughs> or, or my response is, no, 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 no. I know it says Taco Tuesday. I equate Taco Tuesday with bravery, honor, sacrifice. Fair. Mm-hmm. You could, you could, you could go that route. I, and knowing <laughs> me, I would go that route. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, we've my my children have established that I have no sense of shame. So. They're not wrong. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, I, I. It's it's one of it's one of my strengths. All right. Anything else we want to say about Captain Ron? I think we discussed it all, man. I, yeah, I think what we got a flat movie. I'm glad everything went well with the podcast because once we started recording, I was like, well, if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong out there. So <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> When he pulls the cleat, forgot to cast off there, Captain. Yeah, <laughs> forgot to cast off there, boss. Forgot to cast off there, boss. That's okay. Happens to everybody. <laughs> oh, all, all, all boats have dry rod. Don't worry about it. As long as we don't lose the compass. That's Man, the that... most important thing. Oh, gosh. That's... <laughs> I love when he does drop the anchor and then the rest of the rope just whoop, falls off the side of the boat. <laughs> and he just stand there looking at it for a second like, Huh. <laughs> all right. Huh. All right. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the 30 something movie podcast. Head over to 30 podcast.com to see the rest of our episodes, to check out our Patreon stuff. If you want to be a part of that, get all kinds of bonus content over there coming up next. We've got, of course this month, our Patreon are the best motorcycle movies. Creep show is one of our Patreon shorts. The Secret of Nim is another Patreon short. I think I'm going to try to do that one with Jeff. I know he hasn't had too much of a chance to to get on the show with us, so he and I are going to do a quick Patreon short for The Secret of Nim. And then we've got, coming up next week, um, is Wayne's World. It might possibly be, I think Wayne's World is next. And then the uh, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit Showdown that we had with the other two podcasts will be in there somewhere, probably inserted in between Wayne's World and then White Men Can't Jump is the end of August. And then for September, our Patreon is The Dark Crystal from 1982. Cat People from 1982 is one of the Patreon shorts. Cue the Winged Serpent, which you could probably find on Tubi. That's where I found it one of the times before, from 82, will be another Patreon short. And then the rest of the month of September is Medicine Man, our Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 40th anniversary, which I think we're going to get our good friend of the show, Rob Perry, one of our Patreon oh, patrons. Oh, that would be great. I think he's coming nice. on for that one because he loves that. So I think he's going to come on here with us. And then I think, let me look at my schedule here really, really fast. I've got some things jotted down here. I think he was also going to join us for Alien 3 later in October. Oh, oh wow. So, that right on. Great. That's so, awesome. So I might yeah, have, very I cool. might have well, somebody that... to help me defend Alien 3. There it is. There well, it's like getting ahead of ourselves. Basically, Alien 3 defends itself is what I'm trying to say. Oh, you think so, do, do you? I do. Oh, you think so, Trebek. I do. I really, really do. And then later on in September, we've got Lorenzo's Oil, Forever Young, and Death Becomes Her. So we have got a lot of fun stuff coming up over the next couple months or so. Gentlemen, 
I, and I'm talking about the two of you. Don't uh, you can ask who? I was going to say you it. keep saying that. You keep saying that word. I do not I think, don't it think it means. What you think it means? What you, what you, what think, you think it means? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Friends, Romans, countrymen. I, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys. Thank you, John. Thank, thank you, John. Bye, Bo. See you, Patrick. Good night, Ned. Good Everybody, night, Ned. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. Go charter a boat somewhere. That could be fun. See if you can find your own Captain Ron or be your own Captain Ron. All it takes mm-hmm. is some long hair and an eye patch. And uh, believing in Jesus. You'll heal a lot faster. All right. Be excellent <laughs> to each other. Go watch some good movies. We'll see you back here next time. Bye.